Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Oh, hey, Todd. Dr. Wignall, how are you? Fancy meeting you here. Yeah, what do you know? <laughs> I have a question for you. Sure. Do you trust yourself? It's a good topic. I like this topic. Um, Guess whose topic this was, people? Mine. <laughs> mine, mine, mine. <laughs> um, this is an interesting thing. And now, the idea that um, the idea of trusting yourself seems to be an issue that's not explicitly kind of known to a lot of people. But I have a lot of clients who struggle with even the idea that they'll be able to be consistent in their um, behavior or their emotional experience or their thoughts hmm. from day to day, you know? Um, it's it's kind of like this, I have no idea. Um, you know, now in this room, I want this. I have no idea what I'm going to want an hour from now or or next the next time I talk to you. You know, it's this... Interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's... It's, um, it, it comes up when you're talking about homework sometimes when you're therapy homework. Yeah. When you're talking about, you know, um, an experiment you want to run with a client and you say, okay, when you're, when you're there with your family next time and you're having this, these, these feelings that you just want to give in and, but you want to be assertive, you know, mm -hmm. how, how will that go? And, and there's just this kind of like, I don't even trust myself to, oh, I see. to show up there, you know, and, and. Uh, not that they not, and it's not a confidence thing. It's like, I don't tr think that I'll be able to even show up to mm. that, you know? Yeah. So I'm, when you first posed this question, my first thought was like, trust yourself. I went to like decision-making and people mm. being very indecisive. Oh, okay. Like that's where for me, people who have issues trusting themselves comes up, but this sounds a little different. This is more like, um, almost like, like consist, use the word consistency. Like they don't have a consistent model for themselves. Like day to day, situation to situation. They just start, they feel like they are unpredictable. Yeah. Well, I think this is my own, I'll, I'll skip to my own um, theory about this. Finally. <laughs> I'll cut to the chase. I think sometimes individuals have um, very low accountability for their own behavior sometimes. And this causes uh, their behavior to be run more by their emotional um, state than anything else. And what they're feeling is that they are completely dependent on emotionally driven behaviors. Hmm. And, and so they know that they kind of get a sense that I don't know how I'm going to feel at that point. So I have oh. no idea what I'm going to do at that point. I see what you mean. So it's kind of a, it's a, manifestation of emotional reasoning like that people use as their primary determinant of what I do is how I feel right right so that makes sense if that's your sort of governing model for your behavior it makes sense that you would be pretty untrusting of yourself because your emotions are are can be fairly unpredictable very unpredictable and depending on your mood you kind of realize those are the only moments where I'm going to be able to do this thing mm. right if if if, uh, if I happen to be in a really brave moment, you know, when I, when right. I meet this challenge, then I'd be able to do it. But I really have no idea how I'll feel right. in that moment. So I don't trust myself to be able to do that mm. thing. 
in that moment. Interesting. It, 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 it seems, and, and, and the people will describe it like this. I don't trust myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have this task to do. I need to do it. Um, I don't trust myself to do it because I, I kind of have to feel it to be able to do it. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. I'm zoom back out. Like if you, how common is this? Like if you asked, you know, a hundred people off the street, like generally, do you trust yourself? Um, a, a lot. Yeah. Basically, um, a little bit like, yeah, sometimes, but a lot of times no, or like, no, I, I, I just don't trust myself. Like where, where, how would that distribution look like? Like, do, do you think most people generally trust themselves? Do, do a, a surprising amount, like do a lot more people not trust themselves than we imagine? Cause I hear this and I'm like, I, I feel fairly predictable. Like I'm almost overly predictable. Right. <laughs> I'm like such a creature of routine and habit and, and consistency Yeah. that it's hard for me to picture this, but is it, maybe this is a much bigger thing than I'm aware of. Well, I, you know, I, I, I would, I would bet that the people who are entirely kind of emotionally driven might be a part of a smaller category. But I, I don't think it's uncommon for all mm-hmm. most of us to have an area where we're like, Ugh, I hope I'll do well if it comes to this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we all have weaknesses where we realize, I don't trust myself completely there. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, are you good at, you know, budgeting and your own finances? Do you, do you, mm-hmm. you know, have a hard time there? Is it on your, you know, th- there is part of this accountability and can I, um, I, can I pursue behaviors that are that are good for me, even if I don't feel like it at that moment? Yeah, you know. But if you told me to go, like, I don't know, go give us, go do stand up comedy somewhere, right? Like, I don't do stand up comedy. I never do stand. I barely talk in front of, in the public or in front of crowds or anything. Like, mm-hmm. I would I trust myself to do stand up comedy well? No, not at all, right? But I would if this was something I had to do regularly. I. I would generally say I trust myself in that I would do some homework. I'd figure out like, well, what do you need to do to get confident when you're doing stand-up comedy? Like what do good comedians do? How do good comedians prepare? Like what does it mean to, how do you tell funny, you know, I don't know. I would like Google shit and like try and figure out. So I, I wouldn't have confidence in like a given moment, but I, I would still say I have, yeah, like I, I have, I would trust myself to big picture, like figure this out. Yeah, well, I think that is confidence. I think what you're talking about is confidence. Like, what I'm saying is, what if your answer to me, if I said, hey, there's an opportunity for you to do some stand-up comedy, <laughs> and, um, you know, he, he, you're going to go do it, and you said, I don't even know if I could get up on the stage. Like, I don't even know if in that moment I'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, what you're saying is, I'm pretty sure I have the requisite skills to do a little research and some background and then perform something. I don't know how good it would be. Yeah. Or, or I would know, I know going in, sure. I'm, yeah, I'm going to feel nervous. Like when I'm getting ready to go, but, you, but you're already saying I'm going to go in. I'm just going to feel this way. Yeah. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised by that. And it probably wouldn't dictate my behavior. If I decided, Hey, this is important for some reason. Right. I'm, I know I'm going to feel bad, but I'm going to try and do it anyway. And so the individuals I'm talking about would say, I don't even know if I would show up to do that, you know, even if it was important to me, even if right now I think it might be important. I don't know on that, in that Mm -hmm. moment, whether I'll do that or not. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it really is kind of based on this. Do you have a history or not of using your, how you feel as a guide to making decisions and commitments and 
behaving. And therefore maybe establishing an idea about yourself that you can't do things if you feel a certain way. Right. I think that's the, the, uh, the, the lesson that's kind of embedded in mm-hmm. that is I am completely dependent on how I feel in a moment if I'm going to be yeah. able to do something or not. So let's, to, to clarify this a little bit more, what's the alternative? So if you're, if you're, what else do you use to determine what you do or how you act or whether you do your therapy homework or not, or whether you get up on stage? Like if you, if you, if you're not, if you're not going to necessarily trust or follow how you feel in any given moment, what do you use as a guide for making decisions or behaving? <laughs> what do people who don't have this issue do? I guess. Um, I, I think they're aware of the long-term benefit and their ability to, to, to feel an emotion and still do something. You know, they, mm. they kind of realize I'm, I'm really nervous. Like you said, um, I do the research about the stand-up performance. I'd realize that I'm going to be pretty nervous and then I would go up on stage and do whatever I could. Yeah. Right. Um, and the idea is that you're willing to feel nervous and still walk up onto mm-hmm. the stage. Um, and I think these individuals would, would just say, if I feel nervous at that point, I wouldn't go up on stage. Yeah. And so I don't know if I'll go up on stage or not. So that's our old friend of like emotional tolerance, mm-hmm. right? Being able to tolerate something painful or uncomfortable um, and proceed anyway. And, right? and engage in that assertive. Yeah. And it goes back to your other point that you just mentioned too. The second part of that was um, really being clear about your sort of your why for doing this. Like what's the long term? What's the purpose? Like why are you in this in the first place? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to try and be more assertive with my family because I want to have more genuine, honest relationships in, in, in my family. And I can't do that if I'm always just deferring to what other people want. Right. right. Or I'm going to get up and do this comedy show because I, you know, I, I've decided I'm having kind of a midlife crisis and I want to like get outside my comfort zone and, you know, learn and grow and do new things. And that's just really important to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, yeah. So if you find your, if you find yourself in, in places or with challenges where you feel like I don't trust myself, then it, it might be, I, I think for, um, for a lot of individuals, there might be kind of an emotional struggle there that you are aware that maybe you're not handling, you know, as well as you'd want to right there. So what do you do? Like if this kind of, if someone's like listening, they're like, yeah, yeah, this definitely describes me. Um, what do you do if you find yourself in this situation? Like you're like, yeah, maybe I hadn't really thought about that, but maybe I am sort of more governed by how I happen to feel in the moment than I was sort of aware of. And that that's linked to this, this overarching feeling of not really trusting myself. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we see this a lot in clients who have these repeated kind of behaviors that they call it self-sabotaging mm-hmm. sometimes. Mm-hmm. They're like, I keep doing this thing, right? I keep doing the same thing. <clears throat> in reaction to this moment, you know, where I make a decision that I, that I'd prefer to make a different one. But in that moment, I, I don't, you know, and I don't trust myself to do that. And, and there is a moment where you would say, what behavior are you looking for? And, and what are you feeling in this moment as you trade, make that trade? Yeah. Um, and, and is that really what you're looking for? Or is that, you know, but, but to work right in that area, is that yeah. what you're asking? Yeah. I mean, I, I just think about it like, this seems like one of those things to me that I'm not, I'm not sure that this is the case, but I, like when I was growing up, I remember 
hating it. Like on the weekends, like Saturday morning, my dad would get us up and we'd have to go work outside. We'd have to do like chore. Like sometimes it was like sweeping the deck or maybe there was some like he's putting in a new sprinkler system and so we'd be digging a ditch or something and I'd just be like, ah, this is so stupid. This sucks. I hate this. It's hard work. It's Saturday morning. I just want to hang on and play video games. Like, uh-huh. And I think one of the, I don't ever remember consciously realizing this in the moment, but I think that one of those things that kind of taught me was like, you you can feel miserable and still kind of like do something anyway and you like come out the other side and nothing awful happens. <laughs> right. Like right. you didn't feel good, but like everything turns out okay. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the thing happened, the, the porch gets swept, the dig, the time ditch goes gets by. Yeah, time goes by and it's like, it's not the end of the world, right? Right. So having early formative experiences that kind of teach isn't even the right word, where you kind of internalize that like, it's possible for me to feel bad and do something anyway. Mm-hmm. You, you, you like build up a library of experiences in your life that say like, oh yeah, a time like, yeah, I just really didn't feel like doing it, but I, I did it anyway for X, Y, and Z reason. I, th- I think that leads to a sense of confidence that like, okay, there, now there's this new thing that I don't feel like doing. Right. I'm still kind of nervous about it, but I've got all this experience in the back that says like, I, I'm pretty good. I, like I can generally do this stuff if I need to. Yeah. My question though is like, I want to, I, I think this is, it's not that it's not doable once you're an adult, but it's harder. It seems like it's one of these things that like kids are primed to learn so many things really well when they're young, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I think if, if you've got 20, 30, 40, 50 years of the opposite of saying like, mm, I can't do something if I don't feel it, you've got some catching up to do, right? Which, yeah. which means this is going to be a slow process. Well, and to use your example, you know, if, if you've got, you know, these experiences where um, as a kid, maybe you get through these like really hard labor moments and you know, uh, you're telling yourself, Hey, you know, what I learned there from that experience was it was difficult and I didn't like it and it sucked, but that time went by and I can stand it and nothing really, I'm fine. You know, that's one lesson. Um, but there are lots of lessons that you could potentially learn. And one of them might be just repeating in your head. I hated that so bad. I'd never want to do that again. It sucked the Mm. whole time. It was stupid. I hate it. I hate it. I never want to do that again. And then the next time, you know, you, you get an opportunity to do that, you, all, you're, all you remember is, I hated that, I mm. hated that. Instead of that other learning that happened where it could have been, hey, I got through that and it was okay. Mm. I didn't love it, but I can do that again. Yeah. You know, I mean, I had that. So there's a difference in, I think, how people uh, process those moments and what they're learning, you know. And I think um, the, the, if you don't trust yourself, the lesson you might be teaching yourself after the end of these experiences might be the issue. Mm. You know, you're learning maybe the wrong bit of information in that, in yeah. that situation. And, and what you're learning maybe is that my emotion is dictating interesting. my behavior, not what I really want out of these moments. Cause I, that's, that is interesting. Cause I also remember thinking back a lot of times when I was young or maybe like got into middle school, high school, I remember times where I, ended up, it wasn't like a conscious thing, but I ended up kind of working hard at something. Like I remember one time I, I sold fruit for this guy at like a farmer's market. Um, it was just like a one-off job. And, and I, I don't know, we were finished and it was like the middle of the day and we were cleaning up and like, um, I don't know, I was just cleaning up and everyone was, was packing up and I was putting stuff away. And I was like, um, folding these like tablecloths that we use for the tables. And I don't know, I, I just, I was folding the tablecloths and putting them away. And the owner came up to me and he was like, 
He was just very impressed that I took the time to like actually fold the tablecloths neatly uh-huh. and put them away. And he said something like, everyone else just like throws them in the back of the truck. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself like, yeah, they're, like my dad always got on us for like doing a half-assed job at something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always remember thinking like, that's so stupid. Like who cares? I got it done. Like what, <laughs> you know, but somehow it got the important, what the point I'm making is not only did that, did I get experience tolerating hard things, but it got rewarded. Mm. Like it got reinforced as a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the point you're, that's one of the implications of what you said is that it's maybe not just enough to have these experiences of tolerating and gutting out hard things, but you have to, you have to have that reinforced by seeing good outcomes come from that. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, I think you're right. And, and you don't get to those good outcomes sometimes when you're making those emotionally driven behavior choices, you know, right. you're, you're, you're making, you're, you're creating a shortcut right there that gets you maybe something, you know, like relief or, um, you know, that short term burst of relief from avoidance, let's say, yeah. but you're not getting the family connection that you wanted, mm-hmm. or you're not getting that, that moment. And, and what you're reinforcing and teaching yourself there is I can't do that thing. Yeah. Which is the, it's kind of the, um, the, gym membership after New Year's phenomenon where everybody buys a new gym membership after New Year's and yes, this is the year I'm going to start exercising, right? And then it's in some ways it's almost worse to, to get a gym membership and not use it because what you're doing is you're, you get excited, you do it for three weeks and then you, you fall off the wagon and you're just adding to those experiences of like, oh yeah, see, I can't trust myself. I try to do these things and then I always fall off the wagon. And Well, and the narration in your head is I did it again. Yeah, there this I go what again. what I do. Right. You know, I do this thing and and, and, and to look at the reasons like, well, why did I stop there? Well, I got tired or I got mm-hmm. frustrated and go, Ooh, well, there it is. How do I work with that? And right? see, that's where I think people don't think enough about that reinforcement component. Like when you buy it, people go into it with like, okay, I'm going to like bust my butt and work really hard and train hard. And I'm, this is the year I'm going to mm-hmm, do it. Mm-hmm. Right. There's some real values in there for them. Yeah. Yeah. But the problem with that is it's not very rewarding. Like kicking your own ass is not very <laughs> rewarding. Like you can do it for a little right. while and it'll get you so far. Right. But it seems like the people who really stick with that stuff long term, they find ways to make it reinforcing. They like, they kind of socialize and they like get to know people at the gym. And so mm-hmm, it be, it's not just mm-hmm. this chore. It's like, Oh yeah, I get to go hang out and like, talk sports with, you know, so-and-so cause like we kind of hit it off that one time. And so they, they, I think you gotta be savvy about if you want to start to trust yourself, this is kind of the theory we're coming up here with is that you need this emotional tolerance. You need to be able to tolerate things that are uncomfortable. Um, but in order to do that, it's not just about like putting yourself through the ringer and like gutting stuff out. It's about rewarding yourself and showing yourself experientially. Oh, like good things happen when I, when I do this. It yeah. gives you enough motivation to stay with something long enough to prove to yourself this is something I can actually do. Yeah, and, and to step back and say, what lesson am I teaching myself in these moments? You know, and and what 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 is getting reinforced, and what am I learning here? Um, and therapy is kind of a place where we do that a lot. You know, we look at those patterns and kind of look at what's being reinforced here over and over and over again. Um, but you're exactly right. I think this is the the key to a lot of really good behavior change sometimes yeah reward yourself hey everyone nick and i really appreciate you listening to the podcast please rate us on itunes if you get a chance and if you have any feedback or comments for us that'd be great as well and if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast let us know in the comment section as well thanks